You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 307. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by a new sponsor I'm so excited to share with you, who is also a lively listener. This is my infinite agenda. If you are looking for a planner, but you want it to be very flowy, very law of attraction type, and not overly meticulous, but really based on your visions, your planning, your core desired feelings, and all those sorts of flowy, lively show types of things, this planner's for you. And not only is it wonderful for all of the ways they've structured it to support your visioning and all of your law of attraction practices, especially all that stuff we've talked about in season four and season five of the show, but also it is beautiful. I actually requested to make sure that I got one of these planners myself to make sure that I truly loved using it before I took them on as a sponsor, which is pretty much any sponsor's thing. I need to know that I would love it and use it if I'm going to recommend it for you. And I have to say they have done such a good job branding this, designing this, and putting all these practices into place. So I was super excited to support them and to be able to share this with you. In addition, one of the things I love about the company is their purpose. So each planner, when you go pick the color that you like, personally, I like the blush pink, no surprise there, but each planner's color supports a different charity. So as you pick your color, you're also going to be picking a different charity to support. So it's really neat that they have included that as well. In addition, you can have what they call basically a luxury vision board. If you want this, this is something you can actually put and include your vision board in it. So instead of having it on your wall and then your friends come and say, oh, what's that? You don't even have to have it on your wall. You can have your vision board with you in this planner as you go, take it with you and add to it as you like. If you want to try it, you can go to myinfiniteagenda.com, use the code lively at checkout and you'll get 25% off. Again, that's myinfiniteagenda.com. You can use the code lively and that's going to get you 25% off. I hope you love it as much as I do. Now let's move on. I am also here to say that the show is sponsored by FreshBooks this week. FreshBooks is my bookkeeping software of choice. I love using it. They make it so darn simple for all three of our companies now to live within the same site and structure. My team can all access what they need to access within each of the companies and my bookkeeper can as well. It is so well done. It's like using your Instagram only you're actually doing your bookkeeping. I love using it. I've used it since 2012. So now I'm on year seven of being a user and payer, a paid person who actually pays for the service for so long. I love it. It is so good, so easy. And I'd love for you to give it a try if you're creative and need to take your bookkeeping seriously as well. Head over to freshbooks.com slash lively and enter the code Jess Lively or the Lively Show if you prefer in the how did you hear about us section. And that's gonna give you a free 30-day trial to check it out and see if you like it as much as I do. Now let's move on, let's go to the show guys. I am here in Hawaii. I'm here for a personal event that I'm attending this week on the Big Island. Yeah, this is my first time to the Big Island. And as I am here, I'm also so excited to be releasing the third episode of TLS TV here in audio form on the podcast. Or if you wanna go check out the video segments, you can see the video version of it over at youtube.com slash The Lively Show. So you can watch the segments there. Or like I said, just keep listening. You're gonna hear all three guests 
here in the audio form. In addition, before I get to today's episode, which is all about career, I also want to give a little shout out. Our next taping is on April 6th in Pittsburgh again. We love that studio so much. It's very easy for us to get our sea legs under us as we're starting to try this new video format of the show. So we're going to be doing it there again. You can go to JessLively.com slash events if you want to buy a ticket. And also let me say that last week I put out a little post, just a feeler about the concept that's been most intriguing me lately, which was the idea of doing a Flow With Intention online graduate course. So for anyone that's taken Flow With Intention online before, this is definitely something you've probably heard me mention the idea about over the last year or two, but I haven't actually moved forward. Well, the Instagram response to the idea of doing this beyond the mind, manifesting beyond the mind, flow with intention beyond the mind course had a huge response and I'm really excited. We're actually working to get this all up and running so that registration will begin this week and that we'll actually run the course starting in March. And that is gonna have an amazing tie-in to our April 6th taping of the Lively Show TV. So, so excited to be sharing more about that. If you wanna know more details, go over to Instagram and find me at Jess C as in Career Lively or go over in our emails if you're on our our email list, you'll also be seeing details there. But if you're interested in doing Flow With Intention online or doing this graduate, this is gonna be super next level, most cutting edge work I have ever done. Of course, it will include some inner voice work, but it will go beyond all of that as well. It's gonna incorporate all of the season five and going beyond the mind, Eckhart Tolle, Michael Singer type of work alongside the Abraham stuff. This is gonna be a resistance busting, mind undoing course. It's going to truly be not just an expansion on the concepts we've already talked about in the Flow With Intention course, but actually go beyond those and see what's beyond the curtain past that point of view. Now let's move on. For this show, we have our career episode. This is the number one topic people always ask me about. It's the number one mind resistance subject, I guess I can say, for most Lively Show listeners, but not all. In this episode, we're gonna have three guests that you're gonna hear from, Abby, Jenny, and Savannah. Abby's gonna talk about an unexpected job change and how her mind is approaching that and how to get rid of resistance to an unexpected job change that you may be able to relate to as well. Then we have Jenny, a meteorologist, who's going to be talking about whether or not she should stay or leave a job. She's, like she says, quote unquote, put all of her eggs in one basket. Growing up, she always wanted to be a meteorologist. Now she's there and she's not sure if she should continue or not. So we're going to find out the answer to that. And Savannah, a jewelry designer, is so fascinating. She is looking to thrive in all possible ways and take on the external responsibilities of her family as well. So we're going to find out what her inner voice has to say about that. Let's go to the show. Okay, guys, we are ready to get started on episode three. How are you feeling? All right, this is a popular topic. I got to tell you, this is one that I get the most. Can anyone guess what it is? Career. Career. How many people here, the number one thing on their minds is the career? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, that's what we're covering today. We're going to start with three different people in three different places in their career with different resistances. Hopefully, they resonate for you as well. Of course, ask the questions into your inner voice as we go along for the ones that feel right for you. Let's start with Abby. Hello. I like your top. Oh, thank you. It's so nice to be here with Yes. All right, how can we help you today? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, I just started a new job 10 days ago. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's going really well so far. Um, and actually, two years ago, I took Life with Intention online. And I talked to you about my job. And um, it took 
two years for me to find this new job. Um, and it's, like I said, it's going really well, but it's in a different field than the field I focused on in grad school and in the first few years of my career. So the job itself came to me super flowy. It was very aligned. And now I'm feeling the resistance of this is not what I always thought I would be doing or expected I would be doing. And the whole time I was, I was in school for museum studies, public history, and was super, it was a magical experience. I loved every minute of it, and that felt so aligned to me. And my mind, or the mind in me, rather, is now afraid that I'm never going to feel those feelings of alignment around my career again, because I've stepped off of that path. Okay, so inner voice, familiar, not familiar? Used familiar, it? Familiar, used it. Have you tried with this? Yes. How has it gone? It went well, and I got some really interesting wisdom from it. Um, it basically told me that that feeling that I had previously in my other career um, is like magic, and I can still feel that. I can still access that feeling, and that it's just joy, and that's what its purpose was. And my, I keep so the mind says to that wonderful point of wisdom, what? Great, it, but what if I never feel that? about this job or this new career. Have you asked that question yet? No. All right. Heart or gut? Um, heart. Okay. Chest. Will I feel that feeling again? Can I feel that feeling again? Yes. Will I feel it? Yes. Does it need to be in my career alone? No. So I'm not limiting my scope here by just focusing on my career. Or am I? Yes and no. Okay. How yes? Relying. What am I relying on? Am I relying on external on am, am I relying on the external condition of my career to create an internal reality for myself? Yes. Is that useful? No. What could I do instead? All the things. What are all the things? Um, Do you see, by the way, let me point out, you're doing a brilliant job, and she doesn't know what that means. You can see that in her, fo her face, right? The reaction was confusion. That is a level of solution beyond the level of her mind. That just means we ask more questions. It's not that you heard it wrong. It's just that you're actually getting somewhere new, which is exactly what you want to experience. You want to get somewhere new than the problem. The problem's at the old. To go to new is to get to the, the peaceful perception. So what are all the things? Small sparks. In my life or in my career or both? In my life. In my life. What's a small spark I've recently connected to like that? Buying a lamp. Buying a lamp. <laughs> you mean I can go to Home Goods? I don't have to do this at my job. I can. I don't have to do this in my inbox and in Gmail. I can do this at Home Goods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you see how the mind's like? No, only in museum studies am I allowed to feel this. <laughs> home Goods, it's off limits. Shut it down. <laughs> Don't feel happy about that $29.99 lamp that's perfectly suited for my hallway. Doesn't the mind put blinders on? It's like, no, shut out that joy. Go away. And I think where this is coming from is many, many years of 
I knew what I wanted to do from a very young age, and I had a very, very like poignant experience my first trip to Washington, D.C., and I said, this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to do, and I attached to that, and I held the tightly to The mind attached yes. to this is where the joy comes from. I only like chocolate fudge sundaes. Mm -hmm. I can never like pumpkin pie. Only chocolate fudge, because when I was how old? 11. 11, my subconscious imprinted this thing, and it's like, this is the only place it's allowed to come from. Yes, and it was everything that I worked for and did all of the, you know, the internships in DC and the, you know, everything I needed to do to get to that. And then I got there and it wasn't. It couldn't be. Do you see how that would be limiting her scope of life experience? If she only ever ate a hot fudge sundaes to get joy, that'd be a pretty limited life because there's a lot more than hot fudge sundaes in the world. Okay, let's do a little different line of inquiry just to see if we can smooth out some of the knots. Okay, it's like massage, but with your mind. I'm very bad at physical massage. I can't tell a knot from an organ or anything. I'm like, I don't know. But I'm good at the mental ones, okay, because I've got a lot of mental knots I've worked through myself. Okay, am I in the right job for me right now? Yes. Okay. Am I allowed to be there? Yes. Is it safe to be there? Yes. Is it okay to be there? Yes. Is it okay and allowed and safe even for the mind to enjoy it there? I don't hear anything. Okay. Why don't I hear something to that answer? Mine. Yeah, so mine's blocking. Because it's really holding on to this. Inner voice, why is it choking that, that part so hard? Used to struggle. Yeah. Can I open the scope of what brings me joy in career to be more than just museum studies? Yes. Would that be useful for me? Yes. Would that bring me more joy? I don't hear anything. Okay. Is the mind blocking that mm -hmm. question? Why is the mind holding on to that story so much? Expected. Who put that expectation on me? Me. Okay. Can I let that go? Yeah, right? You feel it. It's shaking. It's like, okay, why is the mind holding on to that so hard? Does it need to let go of that story right now? No. Okay. Can I just let the mind hold on to that as I keep going forward one day at a time at this job? Yeah. It's been 10 days. <laughs> it's like dating someone new and you're like, I'm never going to love someone as much as the last guy. And it's like 10 days in. You're like, yeah, well, we're not there yet, but maybe. Is it possible for this, this is a part of my path, yes? Yes. Do I need to stay there forever? No. Do I need to have the same experiences I've already had before? No. Do you want me to have the same type of experiences I've already had before? No. Why not? Grown. Growing. So this is just a part of the growing? Yes. I, have I fully juiced the juice of life out of the other chapter fully? Yes and no. Okay, how yes? Felt. What does that mean for you, or what does that mean? You felt how great it was? Felt the alignment. Yeah. Can another career, maybe even this one, feel as aligning? 
Is it possible? I know the mind's blocking. So like, is it possible yes. that that's possible? Okay. Will I need more time to see if that's possible in this? Yes. Okay. It, it, but I'm where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And everything's going well. And I'm just growing from where I've been to a new experience. Yes. That has the potential to give me the same amount of joy in a new way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still. Is it resistance? Yeah. All right. Okay. Bubble up. You're doing a great job. You didn't like get into the story and get out. You stayed in with me, even though I was, we were hearing some, some blocks. Do you guys notice how we just kind of went around the boulders? We're just like ducking and weaving. You don't have to try to like hammer through them and then say it doesn't work and bounce off. You kind of weave around. She's where she's supposed to be. It's day 10. Let's see what day 11 brings. Alignment. I think it'll be a good one. What do you feel now? I still feel fear or the mind feels fear, that that good aligning feeling, that juiciness that I felt before will no longer, that I'll, I won't find that again. But you've now heard it's possible. Yes. And the mind's like, I, show me. I'm an experiencer. The mind is an experience. It's a stapler. It wants to experience the reality. Mm -hmm. So it just needs to be shown the reality. And it's being impatient and trying to project. Remember we talked about the inner, yes. the alignment of the now and the projection. It's scanning past and future, saying how great that was. Can it? It's, it can't possibly. That's like an equivalent could be like a relationship, like a partner passes away. And then you're like, well, I'm never going to find that love. And it will never be the same because it's not the same circumstances, situation, or growth. But that doesn't preclude the feeling, because it's just a feeling. Right. Yeah. But the mind attaches to the circumstance that created the feeling. Yes. Yeah. So the lamp moment, those have been happening more and more lately. Yeah. It's good, because that has been my bridge to, okay, I can feel that in other areas. It's been my bridge to broadening my perspective. And I just wish I could get the mind to... Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you're in a good situation, but I'll just make it a little bit even more exaggerated. Mm -hmm. But it might be useful. The same hook might be useful. So you guys might be able to pull this in wherever it's useful for you. Um, I have a girl that does my hair in Detroit that got her car stolen the day before I got my hair done last week or two weeks ago. And that sucks. She's a single mom. She drives to work in Detroit. Like it's Motor City. Like everybody thinks they need to have a car there. I'm the only one I think that doesn't. And she had her car stolen. For me, it's a choice, so I don't feel restricted. But for her, that was a shock and felt because of the stories and the lifestyle she created around those stories like it was something difficult and bad. And, and it was unfortunate. She didn't have car insurance, so it was going to pay for a new car, so that was difficult as well. So we, I talked with her the next day, and I said, you know, why don't we start with, I don't know why, but something good's going to come from this. I don't know why, because I asked her about the day. I said, did you have a bad day that day? Because I was kind of wondering on the law of attraction aspect of like, not that she would have like wanted that kind of outcome, but could that be a natural outcome of a crappy day or a good day? She said, no, it was a great day. I got an $80 tip. Like she had a great day and then the car was gone and it shocked her because it was a good day. And so what ended up unfolding in the last two weeks, because I've gone back to see her, is that She's having a great time. She doesn't even miss her car. She wishes she, she's saving money. She's like, I walk more and I've got a bus that drops me off. I don't even have to park abroad. Like, it's the best thing. But at the time that it happened, she didn't know why, but she held open the possibility that it could be good. Now, yours is a good situation that we're hoping, you're opening to the possibility that it could be great. Yes. How does that feel? It feels like there's so much potential in that. If I could only 
But you just have to say, I don't yeah. know why. I don't, yeah. well, it's never going to know. Because this is a stapler. It's not the scissors. Right. So it's never going to know. Yeah. But at least it gets to admit that it doesn't know. And it thinks that it will at some future point know. And it will only know because this will experience something new. Mm -hmm. And the, the knowing will happen here. But then it'll be able to go, oh, that happened. Yeah. All right, I checked in. I got the fudge Sunday feeling again. Right. How does it feel? I don't know why. But something could, great, amazing, could happen from this. Or it'll bounce you to that next amazing feeling. But you might as well milk this phase for what it is. Right. So I guess the question I have for my yeah, what is it? voice or inner being is, what can I do now? I love what you just said. Can I just thank you for saying, I guess the next question I have is for my inner voice. Do you know how many people I work with say, the next question I have for you is, she just said she, the next question she has for her own self to answer. Okay, what is it and do it. Can you say it out loud so everyone remembers? Yeah. What is the next, I can't remember what the question is. What is the next thing I can do where I am now? Bask. Bask in what? Um. What does bask mean? Relax into. Relax into what? Moments. That's it? You just want to relax and bask in moments? Yes, and don't look bigger. What does not looking bigger mean? Don't do what? Don't try to figure. Don't try to figure it out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like just buy a lamp and <laughs> like the feeling I'm getting is like just focus on the feeling of buying a lamp. That's it. Go to work and focus on my lamp. Can life be this simple? Yeah. Is it meant to be this simple? Or is it meant to be more complicated and purposeful? Mind likes drama. Yeah, it does. It needs drama to survive in its current state of like all-consuming attention. You guys see that? If it didn't have all this drama to solve, it wouldn't have the airtime it's getting. This is at a global scale, that our species is just in this pubescent or prepubescent, largely prepubescent, but also we're in the emerging of this, this awareness. The only reason there's so much drama is because there's so much mind activity that thinks it needs to solve to create a reality for itself to exist as it's currently doing, which is soaking up all of the attention and energy. This is saying it doesn't really need to be that hard. You're spinning in the middle of nowhere. Like, what's really the problem? Like, we're not falling off the earth. Thank God, the gravity's still functioning. The sun's still shining. Plant photosynthesis is still happening. 
It's just this that wants a story, which is fine, but it's not really serving in its current capacity. Right. How do you feel? Good. So any more resistance we can bust? I think, too, the last experience I was in the job I left, I wanted it to work so badly because it was what I expected to do with my career. And it was a very bad environment, and that's why I left. Um, and that experience was like deeply emotionally difficult for me. And I think that I'm carrying from that position into this new job a lot of fear that it could happen again. It could happen again. Um, and an unwillingness to be my full self. It's scary. If you've had an environment and you've had this reaction, what it is, I've recently been watching this in myself a lot. It's like having a bruise. So the situation you're in now is not actually bad, no. but you're bruised from the past. It's like an emotional, like Eckhart calls it the pain body. I have been feeling the pain. I was like, thought it was a concept. And a, no, it's literally like a feeling. And I, it, I don't know where, some people will go, I know what she's talking about. Other people like, it's still a concept. It feels like, I call it beanbags. Like it's beanbags of knots of tension. And they're, I can feel where they're at now when I'm feeling them. I'm like, oh my God, that's, a, that's like a beanbag of tension. And what's happening, and if you have a really, like, I don't even think that my personal experience with it, I don't even think that beanbag that just got bruised recently had anything to do, I think that was like something I got from some earlier point in my life that was re-triggered by the last experience, but that was really painful. And then because of that re-triggering, I've been now going into other experiences, waiting for that to be poked and have the same reaction. But that's just like triggering law of attraction to just bring another thing like it and keep perpetuating the story. So then we're 59 and we're telling the same story we've been telling for decades and we keep making it true because the bruise keeps getting poked. So I know that feeling and it takes a lot of courage to go into a new situation, open-minded enough yes. to look at the pain that we're feeling, not as a reflection of reality, but just as the healing of the old bruise. And the only way the bruise is gonna be healed is like homeopathy, the cure is in the cause. So you're gonna keep re-triggering until you heal the thing, but it'll get subtler and subtler. Hopefully it won't get worse and worse. Hopefully it gets less and less, you know, so it's like some initial thing, and each time it comes back, um, Jacob Lieberman kind of calls it like sifting the grains of sand, and slowly the boulders become rocks, become sand, and so like you whittle it down, and then there's no, there's the healing, or just like a bruise, it's really bad, and then it heals over time. So it takes courage to show up, but also recognize that the reality you're in is different than the ones your pain is projecting. So if you can find an area where you're not bruised, yeah. and then look at that and how you would react if someone in that situation that's not bruising, let's say you have a great relationship with your family and it's painful in career. Mm -hmm. All right, so your body wants to react to, and your pain wants to react to any, let's say, email communication. Sure. All right, let's bring it to like a practical level. Email communication, oh my gosh, it's gonna be like this other guy at work and Barry at the last job, right? Would you react to that email in the new job if it was from your mother? How would you react if you have a great relationship with your mother, right? Because there's no bruise there. So it's kind of a nice way of looking at it. I'm noticing is like straddling how to, how to look at it from a healed perspective is how would I treat this person if this had, is like a person on my team because I have a great team. So how would I treat that? 
Is there anything wrong if they behaved in this way or reacted in this way? No. But if I'm, if I'm projecting my other situation on the bruise of that other aspect of my life, then I'm much more quick to react and then create a perpetuating cycle. But I'm creating that. I'm kind of poking them to then validate where my fear lies. Sure. Does that feel yeah. helpful? Yes. So can I ask another question of... Yes. So how can I approach this new job from a, a healed perspective? Beautiful. I think I'm getting like clean or pure kind of a feeling. Can I, uh, what's a situation example quickly um, to like something that's triggering? Where's a bruise that you'll get? Oh, felt that one. A boss. A boss. Yeah. Doing what? Talking to you, emailing you, calling you? Um, criticize, constant criticism. That was the past pain? Okay. Have you had any criticism now? No. Okay. So when are you reacting and when are you flinching now with the new boss, waiting for the criticism to come? Anytime I have to do something that could provide an opportunity for that person to put judgment on me. So whether it's a writing product. So if you're writing. Email, email. writing a grant proposal, say, responding to a verbal question. So it's whenever you're working. And it, yeah. Because you're thinking, <laughs> it's whenever you're doing the job that you're afraid he's gonna he or she's going to judge later. Yes. It's anything. Okay. How do I do my job without worrying about, with the, without that fear? Breathe. Breathe. Why ask this? Why is breathing important? Slows. Slows what? The mind. Yeah. You're going, actually what you're really doing, this is in C-School for anyone that likes brain states, you're going from high beta, which is anxiety. That's what she's feeling. She's triggering this old wound, and then if breathing slows you down through high beta to beta to low beta to alpha theta. Once you get into that alpha theta state, your brain and your body are in a heart-brain coherent state. You're able to access the subconscious or this inner voice, and everything calms the heck down. That's going from the mind to this lower place. That's why I keep telling people to breathe out. I'm getting them to slow the brain states from the anxiety down. I know it's simple and it feels hard to do. Yeah. Because the high beta is 28 to 46 cycles a second. That's very fast. To get from that to down to nine is like going a million miles an hour in a car and then slamming on the brakes. That's hard to do when the, there's so much momentum and law of attraction kicking into that momentum and perpetuating it. Yeah. That said, even though it's simple and hard, you see that that's the mechanics of it. Mm -hmm. And it just takes practice. Yeah. And compassion when you don't. So you're not sitting with the Brussels sprout, like we said in episode one, sitting in the back of your mouth. <sighs> you're doing really well. I hope that this continues for you to unfold, but you have the compassionate awareness that you know this boss has nothing to do with that. Right. And what's interesting is your brain tells this whole story about how great it was before, even though it wasn't that great. And you're like, this is actually really awesome, but I don't think I'm ever going to feel good. Right. <laughs> Just because of the stories. Yeah. Yeah. The stories actually don't even line up with the emotions. No. I thought it was so great, but really I felt terror from my boss. And now I have a great boss, and I'm feeling terror that I won't feel so great. Mm -hmm. But you didn't actually feel good. Right. So what if you got to have all the joy of museum studies and you get to have a work environment you love now? 
What if that's what your inner voice is guiding you towards? That's what I initially heard when I asked the questions. Prior to coming, it was, you had this wonderful time of exploration in the field that you love, and that was wonderful and magical. And so was this. There's an opportunity. Yeah. 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 That piece in between the bad job was just... Yeah. It's just a part of the unfolding. And the bruise. I just have a lot of compassion for the fact that it's still bruised. And recognize that the fear you're feeling has nothing to do with the current situation. Yeah. Okay? I know someone recently that told me about this. Long story. Um, know someone very deeply close to them that got killed by a drunk driver. Later ends up getting a DUI and like tortures themselves for the fact that they got that DUI. Now, I don't have any association, I don't have any story or any experience with any of that personally. So when I heard that story, I felt a lot of compassion for the person, but I didn't have the reaction that that person had on that situation because that wasn't something that was triggering to me, right? It was obviously you'd have some level of emotion, but not the level of experience that that person had. So you're just in a bruised situation. It's from the past that's being projected onto this. The situation's actually not that bad. Right. It's just coming up to heal what was feeling bad. So when you notice that, instead of looking at the boss or at the situation for the change, you just now know, oh, this is old stuff in myself that's being triggered right now. So you never start blaming other people because it's not about the other people. They're not trying to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I just had like an, a mini aha that I can separate that pain from the job. From this new job or the old from job? From the new job. Yeah, the new job yeah. has nothing to do like with it's it. It's so obvious. Yes. <laughs> it's a place where you can go and find that that situation doesn't have to play out again, or if it does, you can change it. Right, that that pain is separate. It has now. nothing to do with them. It's no longer linked to my job. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. I was sitting next to Abby when she mentioned that she was going to be in the hot seat talking about career, and I was like, that's alignment because that's my thing. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, and I think just the, the big aha is there is always joy. Like, it's, it's everywhere in the lamp, and sometimes we forget that because we get so focused on that one element and there's 7,000 other really incredible things happening and um, yeah, that's just awesome. I'm really excited to go back to all of the stuff, all of the things and be able to just find the joy and, and pick on that moment instead of leaving the Brussels sprout in my mouth. So <laughs> thanks ladies. Thank you guys so much again for being here. Now let's bring on Jenny. Hello, my friend. Hello. My matching friend. Yeah, black and white. I know. Okay. How can we help you today? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I work in television news, and I do the weather, and I... What's our forecast for today? <laughs> we were supposed to get snow, but I don't know where it is. Hopefully it doesn't come, but all right. I know, yeah. yeah maybe because I'm here. Yeah. It's like magic. Um, yeah, so I picked that career when I was in seventh grade. I saw a local TV meteorologist do his thing, and I thought, I'm going to do that. And then I sort of single-handedly picked things for the rest of my life, extra science classes, extra math classes. I went into college, got the internship. And now I've been in the business for six years, and the schedule is killing me. I get 
chronic headaches because of the hours. I have to wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning. And um, I'm going to bed on Friday and Saturday nights at 6 p.m. so that I can wake up at 2 in the morning. So I'm kind of at the point where I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to quit that because I put all my eggs in the one basket and um, I just don't know how to kind of like move forward. So for two years I felt stuck. Is anyone else feeling stuck? <laughs> Show of hands, yeah, pretty much good portion of the audience. Okay, all right, inner voice, heart or gut, were you feeling it? Think heart. Okay, so you're just gonna project down there. Am I okay? <sighs> my heart is pounding. Yeah. So you breathe out when you get the mind, because that's like the checking in. It's like you're paying attention. I just, my heart is like. Okay. Am I safe? Yes. Okay. Am I okay? Am I loved? Yes. Am I safe, okay, and loved even with the career I have right now? Yes. When will I know it's time to leave, or how will I know when it's time to leave this job? I just hear, you'll hear it. I'll hear it. So has it happened yet? Have we reached that point now? Yes and no. Okay, how yes? I don't know. Okay, how no? More. There's more in this job or in meteorology? I hear yes, but I'm not sure if it's my mind. Is it my mind? Yes and no. How, what part of it's the inner voice? Tell me the inner voice part. Reaching. Reaching. What is reaching for what? More. Who is reaching for more, the mind or the inner voice? Mind. Okay, the mind is reaching for more. What inner voice do you want out of my career? Joy. Joy. Can I have joy in the job I have right now? Yes. I can? Yes. Even with the fatigue and the 2 a.m. and? Yes. Why is this emotional for me right now? Listen to the voice's answer for this. You can feel the emotions. I'm not stopping them. I just want to know where it's. What it's here a long time. It's been a long time. Of joy or not joy? Both. Both. And it's okay to stay there for a little while longer. Yes. What can I let go of so that I tap into more of that joy while I'm there for whatever remains? Unhappiness. What story is my mind telling that's creating the unhappiness? That loneliness. What's lonely about this job? Time. The time it takes to do the job is making me feel lonely? The time away. Away from whom? Family. Family. Is making me feel lonely? Yes. But I could get rid of that feeling and still stay in the job? Yes. What would that require? Mind shift. Mind, okay, how can I shift the mind on this subject? How can I see, a great question to ask about a subject, how can I see this differently? Blessing is the word. Blessing. Where is the blessing in this job that gets me up at 2 a.m. and gives me chronic fatigue, headaches, and all this stuff? 
It takes me away from my family. I just hear heart. Heart. Do I love doing it? Yes. At the core. How are you feeling? <laughs> Emotional. Yeah, let's ask the mind out. It's catching up to all of this. What are you realizing? I guess I sort of always knew that there were aspects that I really like. It's just the parts that I don't like that make it almost unbearable to go, to not want to wake up in the morning, to not want to, to be there. I love some of the people I work with. I don't like the criticism aspect of it. You know, people will email in because they don't like my hairdo that day. <laughs> so what a great inner voice connection they have. Because really, is their inner voice hating your hair? No, it's just their minds. And I think since I started They're listening bruised. to this show, I've sort of realized that I don't have to listen to them or they're just talking. Well, just ask, where does the criticism from the hair come from? I hear them. Them. But where in them? Their minds or their inner voices? Mind. Yeah. Why would their minds criticize the hair? Why do they spend the energy? Their hair. sense of humor. They don't even like their own hair, let alone yours. If they can't like their own hair, how can they like yours? They don't even have it. They're bruised. They're projecting. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Live and let live. Only the wounded hurt the others. <laughs> they're just, they're bruised. And it's not their inner voice, because the inner voice doesn't hold on to those pain body bean bags. Yeah, I think over the past couple of years, I've sort of thought, you know, what are the aspects that I like that I could carry over to something else? Yeah. And I haven't thought of anything else that I would want to do. Well, you haven't thought of it. Inner voice, is there something else I want to do right now? I hear yes and no. Yes, what? Baby. Okay, B baby? Okay. And how no? I hear contentment. So I can, can be, be content and also, can I be content and also have a baby? Yes. So am I just evolving into a new chapter? Yes. And that's okay? Yes. And I, I feel like I have a lot of resistance to this because I feel like since I'm Roman Catholic, you're like told don't have a baby, it'll ruin your life until you're like a certain age. I feel like I'm not that wait, age Wait, wait, so those stories. <laughs> Them stories ain't keeping your mind or your heart happy. Right. Inner voice, do you have an age for me to have a baby? Do you have a timeline for me? No. No? Do you want me to have a baby? Do you want to have a baby, inner voice? Maybe. <laughs> Is it okay for me to listen to you instead of the Roman Catholics? <laughs> Whoever they are, I mean, like, which Roman Catholic are we talking about? <laughs> like, we got to, like, point to someone. The Pope? I don't think he cares. <laughs> I, I heard like a yes and like joyful like before when you asked if I could uh, or if I wanted to. So it was a joyful yes? It was like a maybe if it's joyful. Okay. And I could have joy and have a baby? Yes and no. How yes? Experience. Yeah. How no? Resistance. What's from the mind? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, it's, gonna, it's a resistance-making mechanism. That's what it does. It hates some people's hair and whatever other <laughs> crazy things. Yeah. 
So we came into this seat with the idea of smoothing out the resistance to the current job. We've also realized there's some new things unfolding around your life that's bigger than just the job, around the baby as well. But it seems like right now, from to recap, that it's saying, tell me if I'm wrong, um, stay where you are for now, but drop a lot of the stories that are holding on to things that, like, okay, there's pain and there's suffering. Okay, so 2 a.m., let's call that for this situation, pain. All right, but there's suffering, which is thinking about 2 a.m., all the hours before and all the hours after 2 a.m. happens, mm -hmm. right? So you get up, that, it's like you, you bruise your leg. The story you tell and the repeating of that story is the suffering. It's this Brussels sprout, right? Swallowing 2 a.m. Are you going to sit on 2 a.m. in the back of your mouth? Yeah. That doesn't mean you shouldn't leave the job eventually, mm -hmm. but the story of the aspects you don't like are making it unbearable, mm -hmm. even though the actual situation is not that bad. Does that make sense? Yeah. I guess I just struggle at how to... The mind struggles yeah, at... The mind in me struggles with how to release all of those things that I've then connected. Because then I say, or my, the mind in me thinks, okay, I've had these weird sleeping hours. It gives me chronic headaches. Now I have hormonal issues. So then like all of these things yeah. are dominoing, and my mind doesn't know how to... I guess... Put the Jenga pieces back together. Yeah. So, inner voice, how do I untangle that whole thing? I just have this image of, like, me with my nails, like, my fingernails, like, trying to pull apart this giant, you know, like, when you have, like, a thing in your hair, and you're like, okay, I gotta get all these, like, things out. So Half that of my head was ignite. like that this morning. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, like, the image I had in my head. How can I do that in a way that doesn't hurt my hair? <laughs> kind of like peaceful ease. Peaceful ease. What does that look like for me on a daily basis right now? Breathing. Breathing. Do you guys see this? I know this is simple and hard. Because going from 28 cycles a second to 9 is a huge jump. And the breath is the avenue. It's the way, and you don't have to spend 10 hours a day meditating to get there. It can take a few deep breaths to get there. The meditation aspect of it is the practicing. It's like lifting the weights at the gym so that you can build a house, but you don't have to go to the gym to be strong and build a house and lift the timber, right? You can just be working in a, as a carpenter in a house, and you will be strong because you're going to have to do things that require strength. Or you can go to the gym to work on your biceps and your strength so it's easy when you go to the house. That's like meditation. It's not the thing, it's just the thing that builds the strength to do it when you need it later. But it's not a requirement. In the moment, it's when it's needed. So it doesn't have to. So breathing. Ask this, how many times should I breathe? How many breaths does it take? There's so many numbers coming. <laughs> it's like five, 14. Which one feels most authentic in her voice? Five. There you go. Five breaths. So if the mind's like, oh my god, now I have to start to like, get up at 1.30 in the morning so I can do my meditation, you don't have to. It said five breaths. Mm -hmm. Could you do five breaths? Mm -hmm. I think the Japanese study says six, but your inner voice has got an edge on it, so five. <laughs> there you go. Five deep breaths. It's not easy to remember to do it and then choose to because that, that car's going fast. 
but it's not more complicated than that. The mind is, makes things very, very, it's very limited and very complicated. It's looking at the net and like the, the, the whole like little hair knot, like you said, and it's trying to look at every single strand and straighten it all out. But when you actually straighten out your hair, you're not even, you don't even have to look at it. And if you just like give it some time, it'll work its way out naturally without even thinking about where the hairs are. Your mind is looking at every single little hair and every chain of like this hair goes in this way and then it got stopped in this one. You don't even do that, right? When you actually get a hair knot out, you don't have to stare at every hair and go look at that loop and then I went on that one and then this thing. It's just breathe five breaths and just give it a chance to unwind. As I go forward with these five breaths when things come up, will you show me when it's time to have children and change my career? Yes. How will I know when you're telling me it's time for those things? Feel. Feel. What will I feel? Joy. For doing them? Yes. So it's not going to come from pain or suffering or crying or headaches? No. It's going to come from joy? Yes. All right. Every time I feel the pain side of it, I just know take five breaths. Yes, and How pause. I hear pause. Pause. Okay. How do you feel? Pretty now good. You know, you know now what the signal is. Mm -hmm. Those things will change. You are not stuck. Mm -hmm. You will shift when you feel joy on those subjects. Any other moment before that that's not joy, you now know is five deep breaths and pause. Not complicated, but not necessarily easy in the action of that moment when it's ramped up to high beta, mm -hmm. but not more complicated. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks. One of the realizations that really struck me, not only in this conversation, but in the conversations we've been having all day, is that it is in doing the damn work, right? It is in doing the work of breathing. <laughs> And I don't mean doing like hard work, but I mean stopping and breathing that all of this happens. And so to have that not difficult, but not easy moment where you're like, okay, I can stop. It is okay, even in this crazy email, you know, my kid's screaming in the next room, the water's boiling over, oh my God, I'm going to like freak out. Okay, stop, breathe. It's in doing it that thing, that so much can come. So thank you for having that moment and pointing that out. Again, it's been a theme that I've really pulled through. So. You guys ready for the last guest for today's episode? Savannah, come down. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how we can help you. Hi, okay, so my name is Savannah. Um, I'm from California. I have a really great jumpsuit. Thank you so much. It aligned perfectly. I found it the day before, like an hour before my flight, so I was like, score. Anyway, so I am a jewelry designer, um, slash many other things, a creative, I guess, that's what we call ourselves now. Um, there's a, so uh, I'm just kind of taking it all day by day, but I guess technically I'm a jewelry designer. That's what I do, how I make my money to live my life. So. Um, I guess my real question is, I just am kind of sick of the word work and like everyone having a job to do to survive because we have to kind of a thing. <laughs> Thank you, guys, and fans. Yeah. 
preaching to the choir. Yeah. Um, and so I have aligned and flowed into jewelry. It came to me completely. Um, and so just trusting in that and watching that unfold and knowing where it can go, I'm ready for I'm ready for myself to be in a place where I'm living in complete abundance and I'm making money, um, but I'm not focused on being rich. I'm focused on living the life I want to live without ever worrying about not having enough or my family not having enough. Deep breath. It's okay. Why is the family part the emotional touchstone? <sighs> I love them, and we're really close. Um. Beautiful. We've experienced um, a lot of loss and death, um, which isn't sad <laughs> in my mind now. Transition. At the time, transition, yes, uh, to non-physical, it, it's... It's hard watching my family not being able to function when that happens. Because they're not seeing it in the same way? Yeah. And this relates back to the finances? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, I already watched your video, so I'm kind of already secretly ahead. But So how does that piece of that tie to the abundance? Because that came through. I'm, okay. I feel like I, no it's going to help work. Yeah. I want to untangle some knots totally. I think are there. So that's why I want to ask more. They're not able to focus on their healing because they're too worked up in their day-to-day -day tasks and jobs that they've created for themselves. And I'm trying to really stay focused on the whole idea of not taking on other people's life path and staying on, in, on my journey. Um, but it's hard not to want to intervene and to yes. want to... Okay, that's what I was like excited to dive into a little when I yeah. saw your video. Okay, all right. So the desires in the mind are abundance and great lifestyle and take care of my family. Yes. Okay. All right. Heart or gut? Gut. All right. So you're just going to go a little lower than the chest. It's fine. All right. Are you good at this? Have you done it before? Tried it much? Yes. Okay, good. All right. So we'll just find out what we get today. Okay. All right. Am I safe? Yes. Am I okay? Yes. Is my family safe? Yes. Are they okay? Yes. Even if they don't seem like it? Yes. What would you like me to know about abundance? That it's everywhere. That it's everywhere. Not just in money? No. Not just in jewelry? No. Where am I denying the abundance of myself right now? I just, I feel and hear love. Have I, who have I been denying the love to? Myself? Or someone else? Myself? Why? Worthiness. Where does the mind believe the worthiness stems from? What you do. Does it feel like it's done it enough yet to be worthy? 
No. No. Here's what the vision came to me as you were talking. What I just saw is that you're blocking yourself of love. This is just shooting up love all the time, but you are, the mind is tramping it down, bottling it down, shoving it down, saying, I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't gotten there yet. My family still needs me. I need to still get to that place. So I'm not going to feel the love you're trying to send me. It's like a geyser and it's trying to shove it down because it's like, no, I don't deserve that yet. Is that how it feels? I don't deserve love? Yeah, because it said it was denying love to yourself. Can I ask the definition? Because my, mind, my mind's definition of love is like I have that everywhere and I feel it all the time. So what's the question you have? Well, I'm confused on my, yeah, <laughs> I'm confused yeah. on my own intuition saying yeah. that I'm feeling okay. a lack of so love because I would have never thought. Yeah, so, what, so ask down what you're confused about. What is my definition of love? I'm just hearing the word easy. Does, can love be easy? Yes. Am I making it easy on myself? No. I've got to take care of myself and my entire family. And how old are you? <laughs> I don't even want to say. I'm 24. Yeah, I knew that piece too. Yeah. She's 24 and she wants to take care of her entire family right now. That's a lot. Yeah. I was very poor at 24. Very broke. Yeah. I was not trying to take care of my family. That's a lot of weight on your shoulders. As a, and I was a jewelry designer. Yeah. Yeah. Different. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. That's not easy. Mm -mm. Can love be easy? Yes. Do I deserve to have easy love? Yes. Why? All I hear is because I'm here. That's it? Yeah. Just the fact that I exist, I get to be loved? Yes. The existence that I am is love. That's like the weird turnaround, mm. the whole freaking thing. Is this yeah. is the love. It, that's what it is. It's the animating consciousness. Of course it loves the character it's playing. This is terrified of being the character that it is, but this is loving the character it's playing. It wouldn't be here otherwise. It wouldn't be bothering to animate your body. Yeah. It's a hell of a game, isn't it? Yeah. This, this is, whole thing. Yeah. This is not what I expected I would come up here and start talking about because I was... So sure it was about money. What was that? You th the mind thought it was about money. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. How do I get yeah. to that place? Well, let's ask that question. Let's, how do I get to that? Do I need to get to that place? No. No. Am I a sovereign being? Yes. Are my family members sovereign beings? Yes. As a sovereign being, can I create in the life of another sovereign being? No. Why does the mind want to so badly? Like the mind's like, no. Just because I love them. Like, okay, is loving them creating their life for them? No. What is loving them really? Is it easy? No. No. Just letting them be themselves. Yeah. But that can be easy if the mind allows that to be, allows them to be enough. Yes. What would I have to let, what expectations would I have to let go of to just love them where they are?
the future. So Anything else? No. No. What's the expectation my mind's holding on to their future about? Happiness. I, my mind's trying to fix their future happiness? Yes. Well, that's a trap for, you can't even do our own happiness, right? Let alone theirs. And they're the ones that are so struggling and don't see the death as a transition. You are trying to take them 10 levels from where they are. Is that true? Yes. Do I need to do that? No. No. Can anyone relate to this in their families? You see people that don't in your lives experience things the way you do and they're struggling more and you just want to carry them along with you. You could put like one on your back, but you're probably going to drown in the water. If you take all five of them, for sure you're going down. This is like my cell theory. So if you guys maybe have heard of this on the show, like if, the, if we're a human race, is the cells of a body. So imagine me as a seven billion cells in my body, seven billion people on the planet roughly for the human race, right? And each family is like a little part of the body. As especially as women and mothers, but or you take it on your whole family as the daughter, um, you bleeding yourself dry for the cells around you. If every cell did that in my body, every cell looked at other cells and tried to bleed out their well, their their health and well vitality to other cells and died in the process, my entire body would die. It would not be a thriving body. The only way the body can thrive is that each individual cell supports its own wellness. And so as it supports its wellness and it supports its wellness, it over time has a ripple effect of wellness. But the bleeding dry of the wellness of one for the sake of the others, if every cell did that, would die. The whole host, the whole body would die. So your wellness is supporting and life enhancing, but the the, the bleeding yourself dry for the others ultimately isn't possible because you are part of the universe. And if you are a dying part of the universe, the universe dies. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You can't get, this is Abraham, you can't get sick enough to make another well. You can't get poor enough to make another rich. It's out of your abundance that abundance, and really, what if it's more possible that you can just illuminate the potential? That they're a sovereign being and they get to be miserable in their life if they choose to. They're sovereign beings. That's their choice. Obviously, they don't think they want that on a conscious level, but that's where they're at. And to shake them out of a bad nightmare is pretty brutal. But to have compassion for where they're at and give them the sovereign dignity of being a human with their own life choices while staying in your truth and while being in your wellness and while being a resource if they ever choose it, how would that feel? Amazing, yeah. My entire family is completely different than me. Mm -hmm. They're like, my mom once said to my friend, we don't know where she came from. And I, like, and that's just, and she loves me, but they don't know where I came from. Yeah. Like, and what's interesting is the entire family, as I went off my, like, eat, pray, love thing and just float around the world, every single family member has changed their direction of their life extremely radically for their life. Mm -hmm but they didn't do exactly what I do. They've never listened to their inner voice once, maybe Michael, but not, the, no. That's just not even on the radar. But they've all changed and they've all transitioned and they all have come to a new conclusion that it was right for them that I never could have projected would be right for them. And I never expected them in a minute of my life to ever change at all. But I just kept living mine and I just kept flowing on. And I don't know, because I've never said a thing and I never expected a thing to change, but what I've noticed over the last few years is every single one has a totally different life than they thought, and it is a totally different potential than they ever would have had, 
And it's totally right for them in a way I never could have expected or prepared. I can't say that that's because of what I've done, but I can say it's possible that illuminating the potential just by being yourself and going on the path that's right for you without the projection or the expectation or all of that other stuff, you have no idea what that could end up unfolding for them and around you, but it's from your wellness and they're like, wow, she did that and then she did that. I wonder what I could do. Might have crossed their minds or maybe not even at all. But how would that feel versus I got to take them all on my back and swim down the river together? Amazing. Because yeah. some of them are going upstream. And you're like, no, I'm trying to swim you downstream. But that's actually swimming downstream. That's not flowing downstream with them. Which is ironically upstream. Yeah. So I, I struggle with um, where I need to be physically. Like if I need to be with them. Okay. Do I need to be with my family? No. This pain you're feeling is the conflict between your heart just loving and loving and loving them and the mind's story around what it thought it needed to do. Does that feel authentic? Mm -hmm. So there's actually no pain other than the mind's expectations breaking right now. And it's breaking you free from something that was keeping you in bondage. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. It's like, it, it might feel like, and you know what it is? It's a beanbag that's in your the emotional pain body yes, that's, yeah. that's bursting. It's just a blister that's popping. It's a little pussy and a little yucky, but it goes away. The first time I had it, I was like, oh my God, this feels like ayahuasca. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I was like, it's supposed to feel good. And then it, like, then it went away. And I was like, oh God, oh, that, was, that was great. Yeah. Have you ever popped a blister and you're like, this is gross, but it feels good? I had one in my... <laughs> Full disclosure, I got a blister in my mouth last night from, what did I have, Mexican food? Guacamole? Something hot. I was, oh, shrimp fajitas. And they, I, never, I didn't know you could get pus in your mouth, but I did and got rid of it. And that was satisfying, getting rid of that pussy thing. Yeah. That's what you just did. Yeah. Getting rid of the pussy thing. Yeah. How do you feel now? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, uh, and then it goes away. Yeah, I feel uh, crying has been a thing my whole life of holding it back, but... It's just releasing the pussy beanbags. <laughs> release the pus. That's a great analogy. It's always like a Brussels sprouts and weird things. Yeah, release the pus, totally. Right? Release the <laughs> Next Lively Show t-shirt logo, release the pus. All right, so you release... What pus did you just release? What did the mind let go of in that? You don't even need to be near them to love them. And I can't, I can't change. You can't. Yeah. Do I need to? Is it my soul's job on this planet to change these other sovereign beings? No. No. Just love them. Yes. Dalai Lama's not shaking people. Yeah. <laughs> it's the compassionate thing. It's like a little kid that's having a nightmare. You don't go rush at the kid and go, what are you doing, you idiot? It's just a nightmare. That would terrify them even further, right? But how often do we want to go, you idiot, you're suffering. Not that we want to like validate and sit there in remorse with them either, but being in your wellness without the expectation that they change gives them the freedom to choose in themselves for their own being. Yep. How can I support them in the best way possible? 
By showing up as myself. That's it? Okay. Yes. All right. Let's move over to the money thing then. Now we know it's not about carrying them down the river. Yeah. All right. Showing up in the best way possible. How can I do that around abundance in myself? Patience. <laughs> Patience with what? With time. Time around the jewelry company? Yes. Okay. Is there anything you want me to know about the jewelry company in abundance that I could get more freedom around? When you were, I don't even hear your question because I was... It what might, came? It, it's not just jewelry is what it came up. So like, stop. What, it, what I'm interpreting from that is like, stop putting so much pressure on that. Is it just gonna come when it comes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Should I even be focusing on that subject specifically? If you want to. Do you want me to? right now. Is it creating more resistance or joy? Resistance? Yeah. I like to say I've realized eventually, how many people have crystal collections? I know I have my little crystal <laughs> habit, right? Okay, how many, think about this, and I want to get a reaction. I want to hear the, the chuckles or the recognition. Okay, I realized with my friend Ezzy, Ezzy like, loves dating and has always had great, Ezzy, I, I, hi Ezzy. She wanted to be here today, she couldn't make it. Um, she is like great, like dating a guy, she's got a great energy around that. And she's like, in her journey, we talk a lot about abundance. So I got great abundance and then I had all these stories around guys. So I had all these like uh, rose quartz crystals and she wanted some citrina. I never, when I was in the crystal store and the previous like obsessed crystal phase, I was never buying the abundance crystals. I was like, I got that. I just need the love quartz, like give me that. And then I was like, Ezzy, have you ever bought a love quartz? She's like, no, of course not. I want the abundance. Do you want the so if you look at your crystal collection, <laughs> I, Do you notice that the crystals you don't collect are the ones you already feel like you already have, and the things that you don't have, you have like a whole slew of them. There's like, well, you have like your whole little grid in your bedroom. <laughs> so if you want to know what you're the vibration of not having, look at your crystal collection, because it'll tell you. I gave, I gave my rose quartz crystal away today, actually, because I was like, I don't need this. You don't need it. Yeah. So what, what I'm trying to say is that when you're trying to, let's say, go some season four flow, blah, blah, of attraction, just lively, season four lively show stuff, <laughs> if you want to know, if you like, oh, I want to focus on abundance, it's usually a, t a sign. You're not there, you don't have it, and you're resistant to getting it. Yep. And the things you don't have any resistance to, you don't even bother thinking about because you got them. So weirdly and counterintuitively to the mind, which wants to solve problems because it's a stapler, if it wants to create this thing, the best thing it could do is stop thinking about that thing. Not in denial, but just not in overanalyzation. Because otherwise, it's like making your crystal quartz grid of all the things you don't have, and you're like, I don't have it, I don't have it. And every time you look at that crystal, you're remembering that you don't have the abundance you want. Okay, but if I don't think about it, how will I make money? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question, but do you see where the answer is? This is my whole job. I just want to get a little wand. I was like, like a fairy godmother. Just like, tap in. It'll come and trust. Does it need to come with my mind's focus? No, just do the things you like to do. I promise you it does. That's how I got to that place where I don't collect the, I didn't always have the abundance. I've made $25,000 a year for many years. I was like, I could have made more at McDonald's and I've had a business degree from University of Michigan. What am I doing to get to here? Hi.
Um, but what I ended up finding was there was this point of no return where I would not go against the inner being no matter what the money said. There was eventually this switch where I said, screw the money, I want the alignment. It is never worth more to get the, the money is never worth more than the alignment. And when I did that and I got locked into that and I made that unequivocal choice, I never knew what the outcome would be in terms of monetary compensation. Again, I never attached to that. I always attached to the alignment. And out of that, the business has doubled every year since then. But I don't know what's gonna happen this year. There's no guarantee in any of it. But what has stayed consistent is the alignment. So this is why I'm not, worried. I'm not worried about you at all. And the best thing I could ask for you is to listen to that voice that confirmed the same thing. That it may not be the straightest path. Like I started a business, got it to pretty good, and then closed it to do the, so I started jewelry to close it to do the business coaching. Started, again, remember, I wanted to show, here we are, 10 years before, but like it took 10 years and all this transition. Started a company, close it, start a new company, close it, just to keep getting and pivoting to here. Mm -hmm. But once I locked into that, well, the money's never worth more than the alignment. There's no value of money that's worth more than the alignment I have. And I did a pretty good path through the, the journey, which wasn't always profitable. But then there was this moment where I was getting into the real juice of the stuff I was meant to, like, wanted to finally do, and locked into that and didn't sway. You don't know how it's going to happen, but if you get to that unshakable rock, the things you need will come. Yeah, I think it's just the trusting and... The mind trusting this knows what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. That's all that's happening, is the mind trusting that this is guiding it in a way that will be good. Mm -hmm. Will you not screw up? <laughs> that's what the mind's asking. <laughs> maybe, but that's okay. But I also heard no. I heard no first, and then I said maybe, but that's okay. So the mind's like, it's okay if you do, but the inner voice said no. You won't screw up? Why won't you screw up? Because you're learning. And it's okay? Yes. Am I safe? Yes. Am I always going to be taken care of? Yes. Well, I always have what I need. Deep breath. It's just mind blocking. Yes. Yeah. How do you feel? Good, and I feel like, yeah, I feel good. It's just the mind. It's just the mind making just, noise. It's just like the heart. You're like, the heart's still pumping. Mm -hmm. Fingernails are still growing. Hair's still growing. Digestion's still happening. Yeah, I feel like I, I didn't finish university, and... The story my mind tells about that is... Well, I could start crying. I guess because... It's another pus, let it out. Yeah, lots of pus. <laughs> Can you guys relate? It's just like, God, it's just that, do you see too, as you're watching this, do you see that's an emotional wound? It's just a pus bag that's hanging on there, but she's letting it out. It's so just a worthiness when I share that with other people. And it's wanting to get that love outside. Of course, that's ego's favorite place to get it is outside itself. Yeah. And from other minds. Because all inner voices are giving it fully to you unconditionally as well. Yeah. But the mind is trying to get its attachment stuff mm -hmm. from other people and get the attachment stuff from the other minds. Yes. It's the imitation stuff. It's the fake sugar. Mm -hmm. It's the imitation. Because it doesn't do this. 
and it's blocking it from you, and it's like, I'm not going to take your free and easy, authentic love. I'm going to get this imitation stuff from other people. Gimme, gimme, gimme. But they can't even really give you the authentic thing because they're projecting their imitation stuff. The mind just hasn't known any better. It hasn't had the real great juicy kitchen, great authentic food. It's just eating the crap it's been, the processed food. The imitation processed coloring of love, which is free and easy. Yep. And never requires a thing. Nope. <sighs> Do you feel calmer? Yes. Or emptied out a bit? Yes. Like that, res- pop the But resistance? now I feel like, but what now? Like if- <laughs> uh, Down. <laughs> you know. What do I know? What to do. What is it? What brings you joy? Can it really be that easy? Yeah. I yes. don't have to save the world or my family. No, do what's exciting. That's it? Yes. What if they're suffering? <sighs> Which is only in their mind suffering, their inner voices are not suffering. Love them and have compassion. What does compassion look like? Being present with them. That's it? Yes. You can do that. I can do that, yeah. (laughs) How do you feel about the subject of money and family? I, yeah, I know, I know, I couldn't tell you how it's going to happen, but I know I'm going to be fine, and more than fine. And you I'm don't fine. know, because this, is, the, the mind doesn't know. We've said this for now three episodes, right? The mind is a stapler that thinks. It's a thinking mechanism. It doesn't know. It's never going to know. It is never going to know because it's not the knowing thing. This is the knowing thing. Yeah. But it doesn't tell us anything other than this present moment, mm-hmm. what's needed. It will know that we'll be fine in the future and we've been fine in the past, but it's only going to tell us what we need to do right now or that we will know when in the future to do something in that now moment that it lives in. So it will never know. This will always know. But this is not going to tell this the future. Yeah. (laughs) It's just going to lead it like the GPS that it is. Yeah. Turn right, turn left. I, Go straight. That's funny you say that because I'm reading this book right now and it's it stuck out with me so much. It was talking about a GPS and how it's yeah how your intuition or your inner guidance system is very similar to that. And when you think or you made like oh I made a wrong choice, I made a wrong turn, but like just like the GPS system, it redirects you immediately the best possible route to get to where. But you can go the opposite of it for a really long time. And what's the beauty of this, the fact that you're here or you're watching or listening right now, is that that discomfort you're feeling, that pussy resistance beanbag thing, is a sign there's something there that's blocking that wisdom from coming through. And you now know what to do. You don't have to go look for an expert or pay a million dollars to someone to be the business coach that tells you what to do with your company. You can go in. It's weird to think that this could be a business coach, but it's possible. I'm living proof of it. 
And I'm saying I'm, I can tell you I'm extremely content, satisfied, and amazed at how amazing my everything is in my career. But it's because this is guiding the way. It wasn't always that way. I spent many years trying to validate my external reality through you. I did. And eventually, I finally, like the, the ego mind, let go of that chew toy. Moved on to something else. So it's not like it didn't go away, it just went somewhere else. Thankfully, because now I can serve in an authentic way that unfolds from here. You have the ability to do the same thing. You will. This is just where you're growing right now. It's not where the mind's going to necessarily stay stuck. You're 24, you're going to move past this. I was feeling it that way at that age, too. Other people are feeling in different stages of their lives. But this won't last forever. It just will likely go on to another subject, and you'll watch the same cycle, wash, wash rinse, repeat, and then you just eventually realize that all the subjects it's chewing on, it's the dog that's the problem, not the chew toy. It's not the subject. It's the fact that the mind's focused on the subject. Totally. So right I, now, I feel like I'm. Uh, I try and practice my living my life this way already, and I feel like I again. I'm just talking about outside validation, um, and I know that now. But I guess there's a part of me that is like <laughs> scared to take that to another level. Like of like I already feel like I'm living in from that place and checking myself constantly. Um, you are. I, but like, but I'm, I guess I'm stuck on the fact that my, my gut yeah. told me that I don't need to be focusing on jewelry right now. And that. Just that exciting things. Except, yeah. Yeah, I guess. That could be jewelry or it could be the lamp at Home Goods. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. It's just what's showing up in the present moment. You could be excited about the flowers on the table or the fact that you're in this chair. Mm hmm. The, the mind is so selective. Yeah. It's like a laser pointer. And then you've got the sun down here. This is like, there's only one thing. It's like, where's the chocolate fudge? Where's the lamp? Where's the meteorology job? Where's the jewelry? This is like, oh my God, it's all awesome. In the now, what is awesome right now? I did an episode of the podcast, if you want to go back and listen. What's the present of the present moment? Mm -hmm. What's the gift of the present moment? This is seeing everything as the gift of the present moment, because that's where it's living. The mind just like blocks out all the rest and just starts scanning to the past and the future, living in a dream that doesn't really exist. Byron Katie said, I love the past and the future. They're wonderful dreams. Yep. Do you feeling better? Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So I totally agree with the got to go get the next thing, get the next thing, get the next thing. And so mine came in. I was started as a cosmetologist and ended up like life coach behind the chair and then started seeing problems. So then I became the health coach and then the life coach, then the massage therapist, then like it just kept growing. Like, oh, it needs to be yoga. And so I did, oh, it needs to be 500 hours of yoga. Oh, I need to do a yoga school, right? It just like continued until now I have all of the things. And it's like eventually the mind is just like, there's nowhere else to go, right? It's just the unraveling, the unlayering. And so basically now I'm just like the chisel who just gets rid of the, the story that's not working so that the essence can come forward because that's exactly what you just said is, is where the answer is. Eventually, the mind wears down. <laughs> Eventually, you, you know, there's nowhere else to look and there's no more certifications to get. Like, I, I studied with Marissa Pierce, studied with Brooke Castillo. I, I stu like, I did all of the things. I went to New York to, to study yoga and, to, and still, again, it was still looking for the validation outside. 
looking for someone else. We're just to... blocking this. Yes. We're just like, no, it's too easy. Yes, yes. And so it's in this exact moment of the unraveling for that to come up and to come forward to be you and bring that to the world. Yeah, it's the essence. That's why we're all here, right? To be the essence. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And Abby, Jenny, and Savannah, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can find me at Jess C as in Career Lively. And for show notes for this episode or to watch the segments, you can go over to JessLively.com slash TLSTV and then the number three. So TLSTV3. Now for where I'm headed to next. Next week after this personal event, I will be going to Sydney, Australia. As you guys may know, I previously have lived there not too long ago, and I'm so excited since I'm only a 10-hour flight away, which considering it's usually 24 to 30 hours away from other places I'm at, I've decided to go from Hawaii straight over there, spend a week or so spending time with friends that I have loved and missed, and also just enjoy some of that Sydney sun while it's there in the summer season down there, and then head back to Detroit. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today.